The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is September 1st. It's September 1st. It's Wednesday, September. Wednesday, August 31st. Thursday, August, September 1st. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form. The final day of August, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. Happy September, if you're listening to the podcast. Or maybe you're maybe you're watching late. Who knows? Anyway, uh, we're gonna do some Super Bowl futures. We're getting close to the start of the season. One week away, actually. Started the NFL season. Kind of crazy. It, uh, it creeps up on you these days. You should not surprise me. Now it always surprises me. Joining me to break down some Super Bowl futures. Super acquaintance. <laughs> Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, buddy? Oh, no. You went robot on us. Right, you have to leave and I'll filibuster and then you can come back in. So Sully's, uh, unless it's like actually my fault, which is entirely possible that everything is my fault. Um, by the way, make sure to check out tonight if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Fantasy Football Today Draftathon. I'll be on at 1020 with Adam Azer and Nando Defino. There will be shenanigans. There will be um, more shenanigans. A- N- Nando, always sh- uh, Nando always shows up with, um, you know, prepared to mess with Adam Azer. And so I, I'm fully, I'm very excited for that because messing with Azer is fun. We're going to talk Super Bowl futures. Oh, Dom, shout out to uh, birthday. Happy birthday. 42 years old. Way to be. You old man. Um, the, uh, yeah, I was actually sent in an article. Uh, Jordan Dejani is doing an article for CBSSports.com on Super Bowl futures and best win totals. Um, and I think, you know, I think that when you look at the, the problem with Super Bowl futures these days, it, they're just short in the market. It's just like the MVP. I talk about this all the time, I feel like, but it's very frustrating. I mean, the Bills are six to one and the Buccaneers are seven and a half to one. Rams and Chiefs, 11 to one. Packers, 12 to one. I mean, the, the odds are just not fair for these Super Bowl futures. It, it's not reasonable. 
Like you cannot possibly, t- I mean, there can't be three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. There can't be 11 teams that have a 20 to one or better shot of winning the Super Bowl. Like it's just not, it's not reasonable. They've just shortened it because they don't want to get burnt. And I get it. It's fine, whatever. But it's annoying because and the Chargers are not 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. Right. It's just not, it's not the true odds of the Los Angeles. They didn't make the playoffs. Side. They haven't made the playoffs the last two years. And, so, I mean, and, it, and there's constant questions about, I mean, obviously Brandon Staley's not like on a super hot seat, but there's a world where if all of a sudden this doesn't end well, you have a loaded roster, that, that that's going to be questioned at the end of the season too. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I mean if they miss the playoffs with this roster, people are definitely going to at least ask questions about, you know. So what I'm saying is like, you know, when you have a coach where it could teeter that quickly, you know, all of a sudden you're talking to them about a Super Bowl favorite. It's just, it's just a weird kind of seesaw that you're looking at with the Chargers. Well, and look at like the Chiefs, right? So the Chiefs are plus 175 to win their division and 11 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That doesn't add up. Yeah. I get the Packers minus 170 to win the division, plus 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I get that. Bills, I guess, 6 to 1. I get. Um, I, I don't think. I don't really think anybody should be ten to under ten to one to win the Super Bowl before the season starts. Certainly not two teams. But the Bucks are hemorrhaging injuries. I was just gonna say, and especially a Buccaneers team where their quarterback just spent an eleven day hiatus doing something other than football, and you have an entire offensive line that completely is falling apart, particularly on the interior. I mean, you have Ryan Jensen who wasn't put on the PUP list, so that obviously is a good thing for the Buccaneers. But you have questions about left guard. You obviously have Shaq Mason coming in at right guard, but the entire basically interior of that offensive line is completely different than it was a year ago. I mean, you, you still have the tackle spots and stuff like that, but what we've said all the time about Tom Brady is you pressure him up the middle and that's a huge way yep. to get at him. And so all of a sudden, if this thing is on the interior is so shaken up, that's one way that you can throw him off. And especially if he's holding the ball a little bit more. I mean, we talk about this too. Mike Evans, a little bit more of a deep threat. His short guy is Chris Godwin. And if he is not 100% as he's coming back from this ACL, that could force Tom Brady to hold the ball a little bit longer. And that opens the door for that interior to kind of be a little bit weakened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's. Um, I think it's a little bit like the Offensive Rookie of the Year award race where Vegas doesn't really know they know there's this clump of teams. It's like it's basically like 10 teams that they think probably could win the Super Bowl. And they just don't want to get burnt by anybody. Yeah. And if you had the Eagles who are you know 35 to 1 earlier in the year and then they have a good offseason, you're you're just they're shrinking numbers on anybody who's getting peppered. And that's just what that's just you know what ends up you know happening. It ends up shrinking the numbers pretty drastically. All right. Um let's get into it then. So we'll start in the AFC. We're going to do obvious pick, value pick, and long shot pick. The obvious AFC Super Bowl pick is blank, Sully. Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's yeah. the chalk, but, you know, for me, you look at everything that they've done, their roster, even before this offseason, was one of the best in the NFL. They go out there and get Von Miller on defense. They draft Kyrie Elam, cornerback, in the first round to go with Tredavious White whenever he's ready to come back. You already have great safeties. Like that secondary, that defense was already number one in DVOA a year ago, and you're only adding to it. So for me, it's just, you know, and, and then you pair it with an offense that I think, you know, as much as we questioned this offseason about Brian Dayball leaving and what that might do, 
everything we've seen this offseason in this preseason under Ken Dorsey, especially that second preseason game with Josh Allen playing, they scored six touchdowns on their first six possessions. All the signs are pointing to them being being extremely, extremely threatening to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, I got no arguments. I mean, that's that's kind of the – I mean, well, why – who else would it be? You know, it's like – right. I mean, I guess you could say – the Chiefs, but I don't think the Chiefs are obvious in that division. I mean, the Bills have every advantage you could possibly ask for. They were like, all right, let's let's like let's run through the checklist of things you need to see from a super possible super winner. Elite quarterback, check. Um, depth across like like, like high end roster, check. Good depth at important positions, check. Elite wide receivers, check. I mean, I guess that didn't really matter, but they you know they got it. They've got pass rushers, check. Uh, you know, good protection, check. Good coach, check. Horrible, not horrible, but like easily winnable division, check. I mean, experience in the playoffs, check. Like they've got everything there that you could possibly ask for. And I'll give you one more. And and this is what I think is kind of going a little bit under the radar here in terms of, again, we're looking at the roster, we're looking at everything that kind of makes up the Buffalo Bills. One thing that I don't think a lot of people are looking at is their rest advantage. Sharp Football Analytics has them as the number one team in rest edge advantage wow. in the NFL this season. So when you say you have a super talented team and they're going to more often than not be more rested than their opponent, I don't know how you don't look at that and say number one seed, first round by, and then you're off to the races. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it, there's a reason why they're six to one to win the Super Bowl. Now, it's all fun and games until you get. To, I mean, they are they do think they've been doing things this all season. They would have got Von Miller. Excuse me, they would have got Von Miller because they couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes with 13 seconds to go. Yeah, they probably should have been. I mean, I, and I don't want to crap on the Bengals, but I mean, I do think if the Bills and the Bengals play in the AFC Championship game, I think the Bills win. And I think I the Bills agree. go to the Super Bowl, and I think the Bills and the, the Rams would have been a quite an interesting matchup. I mean, there's a reason why the NFL put them as the kickoff game. I mean, right, exactly. Like they think, like, yeah, they, they see the same things that we do. Yeah. Not only that, but it could be a preview to this year. And, and, you know, they're not, they're putting the champion as the betting favorite against the betting favorite this year. Like, you know, they, they're not dumb when they make these schedules. And so for me, again, that's, that's, it's part of it. Now, three of their four, three of the first four games they've got are on the road at the Rams, Titans at home, at the Bills. I mean, at the Dolphins, excuse me, at the Ravens before they host the Steelers, and then they are at the Chiefs. So maybe the time to look for a Bills Super Bowl future is not right now before the season when it's six to one. Again, it's just not like it's just not great value. Yeah, it's just, you're. I mean, let's say you put a hundred dollars down to win six hundred, you got to wait till f- the middle of February. Whereas yeah. if you, and these Super Bowl odds are going to be available after every week of the season. Like it's got to the point where almost every site has them, like even like locals that didn't have them. And if you have, let's say the Bills lose at the Rams, beat the Titans, beat the Dolphins, lose to the Ravens, beat the Steelers and lose to the Chiefs, which is not unreasonable. They're three and three. Mm. And their Super Bowl odds are going to be a lot closer, like 12 to one or something like that than they were, you know, like you know, before the season. So maybe that's that's probably my look for the Buffalo Bills when I'm looking at this season is um, is where, uh, where well, that's where I'd be looking for potentially um, buying in on the Bills is after that week six game if they if they're if they're or even after week four if they're like one and three which is very unlikely because they're a really good team but again three games on the road. One's a division, one's a Super Bowl champions, and one's the Baltimore Ravens. Like it's not crazy they're one and three to start the season. 
Yeah, and not you know obviously things can like you said they're going to change week to week, but I don't know if they're going to change dramatically week to week unless things like that happen, like he gets like a five hundred record or something like that. But even pay attention to all of a sudden if they lose in that environment against the Rams, and you know that's a game where you're not really sweating it too much in terms of seeding because it's an NFC opponent. If you if the Buffalo Bills fall in that game and let's say Kansas City comes out and wins and you you know the narrative kind of shifts away from them even for a week you can kind of see if there's a dip there that you can buy. Yep, exactly. Um, all right. Next up, our value pick for the AFC, and I guess this could be just if you're if you're if you're like what is your like what is your like I guess it's kind of obvious like who who do you think presents good value for the AFC? Right. And so this is what it's kind of what you were saying in the intro. It, it's so tough to try to find a, a value team in the AFC because, you know, you're starting to look at, is, you know, are they long shots? Are they, you know, is Kansas City a good value or are they, and then is Cincinnati a long shot at 20 to one? You know, that, that to me is where you kind of have to, you know, question drawing the line. I like Kansas City, even at their value. I mean, like, I still think that that's a value for them as much as we're talking about them. We talked about this. We like them to win the division. We like them in spite of everything that's going on. I think that there's a little bit of narrative against them. So maybe that's contrarian, but I say that at the same time, they're the sec- they have the second best odds in the AFC. So I don't really know if necessarily that counts as value. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know, I do think they count as value. I know what you're saying. Like, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I mean, but it's like, they're the number two team. So are they good value? But you shouldn't like, you shouldn't take the Colts at 25 to one just because you think that the chiefs are too low. Like right. if you think the chiefs should be the, could be the, could arguably the favorite to win the, the Super Bowl, And I think they arguably could be, Like they, they've been to the AFC championship game or better every single year that Patrick Mahomes has started with Andy Reid. I mean, they, like if you're getting anything above 10 to one, it's probably decent value for the chiefs. Now, having said that, and I, I, I'm on, I'm on record saying I love the chiefs to win the division. I love the chiefs at plus plus one seventy five. I think that's a great price. Um, they are also on the road for three of their first four games. They're at the Cardinals chargers at home at the Colts and at the Buccaneers it's not unreasonable that they would also start one and three or two and two or something like that. So if you think that they might stumble early on in the season, this could, this, you know, there's a chance to buy value later on as well. And like, if they, even if they start four and zero, they're not going to get down to like four to one, you know? Right. And this um, is something that happened last year too. A little bit of a slow start. Sure. You're questioning, you know, all, you know, what's going on with the Kansas city chiefs. And then the next thing you know, they're in AFC championship. And so, Yep. That they they have a, a at least prior history of overcoming early struggles, which is again it, it, advantageous for betters here. If all of a sudden that happens, you can. And, and their schedule that. is really hard, by the way. I mean, like they have most difficult in the NFL. Yeah. So even after that Bucks game, it's Raiders at home, Bills at home, at the Niners, Titans at home, Jaguars at home, at the Chargers, Rams at home, at the Bengals, at the Broncos. I mean, golly, yeah. Like that's. I mean. If they're coming out, if they're coming out guns blazing, and this offense is completely in sync, then maybe they're going to start. I, I think I think the the Chiefs are a pretty good buy low team when you feel like they've hit their sort of nadir. I think I said it like if nadir like coming like you know four weeks in, six weeks in, whatever it is, whether they're three and three or two and four or something like that, buy low on them because they're going to figure it out. And it, But it may take them a little while on offense with these all these new receivers and pieces in there. Um, 
I think I would probably prefer preseason to bet on the Chiefs to uh, to win the division versus to win the Super Bowl, just because I do believe that value is going to shift pretty dramatically. Um, my value team in the AFC was, was 20 to 1 until I sent in my picks to Jordan Johnny today. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, now 18 to 1. Uh, I like to, I th- I've been talking about it as 20 to 1 for a while. I, I just think that they're mispriced. I mean, how are the Chargers 14 to 1 and the Ravens are 18 to 1? The Ravens have an easier path to, to win the division. No offense to the Bengals again. And the Bengals could even be a value team. They're mine. 20 to 1. Yeah. And I got no problem with the Bengals as a value team. I think the Bengals and the Ravens are being discounted for some reason. It's mainly because the Broncos and the Chargers are ahead of them because the Broncos and the Chargers did all these sexy moves in the offseason. But the Chiefs, Broncos, and Chargers and Raiders all have to beat up on each other in that division. It's going to be really hard to get the number one seed coming out of that division. The Ravens and the Bengals benefit from the Deshaun Watson suspension. They benefit from all the turnover in Pittsburgh. And Baltimore dealt with a ton of injuries last year. They have a former MVP quarterback. They have an elite head coach. They have a strong offensive line. They have a good running game. Um, they should get some regression to the mean on those injuries. And they have a lot of defensive players who I think can, you know, make this team a top 10, top five defense if everything clicks right. So give me the Ravens at 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. I think that's a great value. Yeah. I, I love the Ravens this year. I think that they're going to be a team that, again, Lamar Jackson motivated for a contract. All of that stuff is is very much trending in their in their direction. Positive injury regression. I think that all that stuff is going to really help them. For me with the Bengals. It, to me, I just get very, you know, uneasy when we kind of just look at a team and go, oh, well, they lost the Super Bowl, so that means that they're going to have this crazy hangover and they're going to stink. Sometimes that happens. There's a reason why that's a, you know, that's a that's a stereotype. But they don't fit that mold to me. Right. I mean, everything that was wrong with that team, they fixed this offseason, particularly on the offensive line. You know, that is was a huge weakness for them over the last few years. They kind of surprised everybody and, and in spite of all of that, made it to the Super Bowl. And even though they lost everything that we kind of questioned about them as to why they were there, they've fixed this offseason. So why would we look at them like they're going to be worse? And I think Joe Burrow is a, a different kind of quarterback, different kind of mindset where like losing a Super Bowl won't phase him as much. I think he can elevate yeah. and kind of, you know, almost use it to, you know, almost similar mentality. I think to like Josh Allen, use it to motivation and kind of bring it up. And you have these wide receivers, you know, T. Higgins especially, he's eligible for an extension this offseason. So not only are you getting year two of Jamar Chase, you're getting a T. Higgins that's going to be playing for a new deal. Whether or not he gets it, that remains to be seen. But you're talking about guys that are eligible for contract extensions, bitter from losing a Super Bowl a year ago, got better along the offensive line and still have great pieces on defense. I don't don't know why we're looking at them just because automatically they lost Super Bowl means – that you know what? Let's throw it out. They're going to stink this year. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll stink either. It, it, we are definitely down on them a little bit just because. I don't know. I mean, they, but that's it. Like I don't know. You just like eh, they lost. So like I don't know. Yeah, it's like eh, like they got lucky. Got to the Super Bowl. They'll have a little regression. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's the AFC West factor. I think that's what nobody nobody else wants to mess with anybody. But it's the Bills in the AFC West. Like, you know, it's either you're picking the Bills or you're backing one of these AFC West teams. And no, the AFC North is not popular. Like the Ravens and, and Bengals are not the popular teams this offseason. And they just have decent pathways to get to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, long shot in the AFC. I would say, you know, Cincinnati's one of them, but I think even you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Indianapolis for me as a, as, as a team that. So you're not, you're not going deep long shot. You got no. you're doing- 
Well, I'm going to be realistic. I'm not going to say like, you know, the Jaguars or something like that. Like, Guys, I, I'm going to go Jaguars. I'm going to make my argument for the Jaguars and you come back and give me a long longer. Jaguars are 125 to one. Do I think the Jaguars are going to win the Super Bowl? Of course not. It's very unlikely they win the Super Bowl. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the Super Bowl is not likely to happen. But the argument is this. They have Josh Allen as one of the pass rushers. They had Trayvon Walker. They have an elite young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And, and like, I saw um, Chris Trapasso, and somebody else made this argument before, but it was like picking the Jets to win the Super Bowl because they fit the mold of the Bengals. Don't the Jaguars fit the mold of the Bengals from last year more than the Jets do? Like they have yeah. Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winning coach, Doug Peterson. They have Trevor Lawrence, a second year, second year quarterback who really only stunk because Urban Meyer was terrible. They have upgraded the offensive line. They upgraded the weapons. They, I mean, the co- coaching upgrade is massive, and they upgraded the defense. Like the division is not great. I, I, I don't think the Jaguars are going to win the Super Bowl, but I'll take them as the as the as the super duper long shot when they have the is that the second worst number in the no no, no sorry the what the. Six worst number in the entire NFL at 125 to one. And that division is just not that good. I like it for me. Again, I'm with you on that. I, you know, I'm someone who thinks that they're a long shot, you know, could, that's a good bet to win that division. Yes. Because again, I think the going from urban Meyer to Doug Peterson is going to put them back on track to being this new age version of the Indianapolis Colts when they had Andrew Luck, because when they had Andrew Luck, they were taking a, a horrible football team, just plopping Andrew Luck in there. And all of a sudden they were in the playoffs and were advancing in around basically every year, whether it was wild card divisional and then conference championship. And so could Trevor Lawrence get back on track of being that guy? And, and all of a sudden in year two, it's, it's a Justin Herbert type leap. It's a Joe Burrow type leap it, it wouldn't surprise me at all so no I, I don't mind that as a long shot if we want to get really into long shots too i'll go with the pittsburgh steelers i'll go. look at i'll look at them i mean i've made the case about them you know winning that division possibly and it's kind of under the same premise if all of a sudden the quarterback situation is fine and kenny pickett or mitchell trubisky can keep this team afloat well they have the skill position players they have an elite defense the only concern is the offensive line and that's a huge concern for them I, i'm not really concerned about whoever's under center for them i think they'll be able to kind of run that offense and get the ball into the hands of their playmakers but if they're able to coach up that offensive line and i have trust that mike tomlin and all those guys will be able to do that to a degree well then i, I don't know why we don't like them because everything else is telling you all right, they're getting better at quarterback because Ben Roethlisberger was a statue over the last few years. They, they theoretically are going to get they're better at least there. More mobile. I mean, they're at least more mobile. And this kid, George Pickens, is coming out of nowhere. It, 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 this rookie phenom on top of the weapons that they already have. And a defense, like I said earlier, that, you know, if it's right, can be at the top of the league. Yeah. I, 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 there we go. I'm glad, I'm glad my Jaguars pick got you self, self-corrected. <laughs> Listen, I'm going with the Colts at 20 to 1, which is, te- I mean, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I, the Colts are not a bad pick. Yeah. Um, I, the Steelers, though, I like. 80 to 1 at the Steelers. I mean, not that crazy, right? No, I mean, listen, it's a, uh, it, it, again, they, I, they theoretically from last year to this year, obviously Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but from the Ben Roethlisberger of 2021 to whatever they get out of the quarterback in 2022 is going to be, I think, it's exponentially better. Yeah, it's somehow an upgrade, which is incredible. Uh, okay, so there you have it. Our we we Sully and I agree the Bills are the obvious pick to win the AFC. Uh, we could, we wouldn't be if, and um, then our our value pick uh, Chiefs and Ravens. 
plus the Jaguars and Steelers for long shots. We'll discuss the NFC, uh, same format after we take a break. So we'll do the NFC coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. So the commercial we just saw is for the 25th anniversary concert of South Park. Um, I, I watched it last night. It is so awesome. Oh, it's awesome. I got to see it. Yeah, it's great. It's like, um, it's basically like Trey, uh, Matt Stone, or Trey Parker. Is it Trey? I was going to mix it up. Trey and Matt come out with Ween and Primus, and they play a bunch of South Park songs and some Ween and Primus songs. And then, like, Rush comes out and they play. But it's like, like, like they're doing like, um, they do like, you know, it's going to be a montage. You know, like when they, they, like they play, anytime there's a montage in like a South Park episode, like the, it was the skiing episode where Stan had to learn how to ski to beat the guy on the downhill race. It's like, it's going to be a montage. And they have like Gene Ween is like ripping like guitar solos. on. It's, it's so good. Highly recommend. Anyway, NFC. The obvious pick to win the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC is blank. I'll go with the Green Bay Packers. I think that that's a team that I think gets a lot of attention to say, okay, they're not going to win because of the absence of Devontae Adams. But again, I trust Aaron Rodgers to kind of figure it out. You know, it's very similar to what we're talking about with Tyree Kill with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, you know, yes, they have more weapons in Kansas City than they do in, or at least high profile weapons than they do in Green Bay right now. But I, I feel like once Aaron Rodgers finds his guys, whether it's Lazar, Dobbs, Cobb's still there. The the second round pick that they got this year, Sammy Watkins. Once they get into a rhythm, I think that offense will be fine in the passing game. And obviously, you still have Aaron Jones and, and AJ Dillon there as well in the passing game. And you have a, a, a stable offensive line when everybody's healthy, and a defense that I think can really make some noise in that division. So all in, in that in the in the in the conference. And so, as much as we look at the Vikings and say, okay, that could be a sexy team to come out of nowhere and and possibly dethrone them in the North. I, I don't know. I, I kind of still want to back the Packers here. I kind of agree with you. And I think our obvious pick needs to be under 15 to one the value pick can be 15 to one to whatever you want. And then the long shot needs to be like 50 to one or more, or maybe 40 to one or more, something like that. Just ground rules. I should have laid out um, before the, <laughs> we started doing the podcast. Um, you, I, there are three picks for this, right? It's either Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, or the Packers. Um, Tampa Bay has the lo- the 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 longest the shortest odds to win the division at minus two eighty, so certainly you know they could qualify. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. 
They have lots of weapons on offense. They have a really loaded defense, new coaching staff. So like, I would be fine taking the Bucks. The 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 injuries this the, the injury stuff with the, the, the offensive line this offseason is definitely concerning. And you touched on it, you know, when you were filibustering for me while I was cutting the volume off on my TV. But like the Bucks, you know, it's just it's just a little bit of a concern with all those injuries on the offensive line. Having said that, you know, the the two teams that are most likely because I mean, like, I think if you're gonna make the playoffs, like you need to be able to, I mean, if you're gonna make this, if you're gonna win the Super Bowl, you need to be you first of all, you have to make the playoffs. And that would help. Yeah, well, I mean, like, but we but we both picked the 49ers to win the right would help to win the division, right? Yeah, which means that the Rams that would have to get as a wild card, except you know, then there's you know, could maybe Arizona's suddenly good, maybe Matthew Stafford's arm is banged up, like that's a little bit of a concern. So the Rams are, are a little bit tough because of that division. So for me, it would come down to the Packers or the Buccaneers. I lean towards the Packers, and I know Aaron Rodgers hadn't won. I mean, they're 13 and three the last three years, each of the last three years. I mean, they were 39 and nine and since Matt LaFleur got there. Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams, sure. The Vikings are a problem. The Lions are a pain. And the Bears are bad. I mean, the Packers, to me, are going to win the division. And they are going to ha- like, I feel like the Packers have the easiest path to the number one seed. And that, that gives them the easiest path to win the Super Bowl. So I would lean Packers as well, but I'd be fine with Buccaneers or Rams. I mean, I realize I just named the only three candidates, but it's like, it's they're all, they're all pretty close. They're, there to me, there's a lot more um, parity at the top there in the NFC than there is in the AFC. The only thing that I'll tell you about the Buccaneers is that they have the they are tied for the fourth best net rest edge. So same uh, thing I was talking about with the Bills, that yeah. rest edge is big. There you go. All right, that's huge. Um, okay, let's move along to our value picks. So fifteen to one or more. It could be twenty to one or more, but the Ravens moved down, so I don't feel like going back and changing my my uh, my setup there. So I will say fifteen to one or more in the NFC. I will take the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's probably the same team that you're going to take. Um, we picked them to win the division. They're twenty five to one. They were thirty five to one a few weeks ago. They're you know um, the Cowboys are the other big team in that division. They've been dealing with a ton of injuries. The whereas the um, Eagles have only gotten healthier, have only added more bodies. They added Chauncey Gardner uh, in, in the trade yesterday. They have Jordan Davis as a back, like a third string defensive lineman. They added AJ Brown to go with Devontae Smith and um, and Dallas Goddard. They have depth on the offensive line and defensive line. If Jalen Hurts takes any kind of reasonable step, the like the Eagles to me are a must bet at twenty five to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I just, I mean, I would pre- obviously would prefer thirty five to one. I just think this team is. If but people are just counting out Jalen Hurts on taking a step, why can't Jalen Hurts take a, a step forward as a quarterback? It's not like he's like 85 years old. We've just had this exposure to him for so long because he was with Bama. He was with Oklahoma. He was always in the national spotlight. You know, he was, he was part of the Nick Fall, the, the, the Carson Wentz is out of Philly stuff. And it's like, it just feels like he's been in the spotlight for so long that people don't want to trust him. Of course he can take a step. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think that they're going to be, you know, you said earlier that you think the Green Bay Packers have the easiest path to the number one seed. I would disagree. I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that they have the easiest path to the number one seed, which is 10 to 1 right now on Caesars. That, to me, is a bet that you look at on top of this because you look at their schedule. First of all, it's the second easiest schedule in terms of their opponents' projected win totals in the NFL. And then you just look at it. Out of the gate, Detroit. At Detroit, Minnesota, at Washington versus Jaguars, 
at Cardinals versus Dallas bye week. I feel like they're, they're maybe favored in all of those games, or at least it's going to be a, a pretty much a coin flip in most of those games. And then later on following the bye, you have teams like, again, the, the Commanders, the Texans, the Giants both, uh, twice, the Chicago Bears. It, you just, I see a lot of wins piled up there. And, that, and that's not, those are just kind of the gimme games. I mean, you could still be competitive against Tennessee. You'll be competitive against Dallas. I think you'll be competitive against Indianapolis and Green Bay. Like all of, like I could see you winning, not all of those games, obviously, you're not going undefeated, but there is an opportunity here for them to pile up wins. You talked about the roster, you talk about the leap that we think Jalen Hurts is going to make as a passer this year. I don't know why you don't like them when you look at their schedule and you say, okay, if they can get to a number one seed, obviously they, I think they can win this division. We picked them to win the division. If all of a sudden you're talking about a first round number one seed buy, and then the road through the NFC has to go through Philadelphia, that is extremely difficult for the rest of these teams. Mm, indeed. Uh, yeah, look, man, I, I like, I like the Eagles a lot. I mean, I, I know they're popular. The other team that I would throw out there too, I guess, would qualify as value since they're above fifteen to one. I think the 49ers could work as well. Yeah, you know, they they really again these odds have been shrunk so much. It's so irritating because they should just they really should be like twenty to one to twenty twenty five to one. But I mean, if the 49ers are as good, like if Trey Lance is as good as we think he can be, then that is a team that can absolutely win the Super Bowl. You know, they almost they almost got there with Jimmy Garoppolo. They got there with Jimmy Garoppolo once and almost won it. They almost got back last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. And Trey Lance is a big up, you know, is a big upside guy. And they have Jimmy Jimmy G back as you know there to help him out if, if Trey Lance isn't. Um and the 49ers are absolutely live to win the NFC as well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another Cowboys at yeah, nah. Yeah. Uh all right, let's do long shots. Cardinals, nah, I don't buy the Cardinals 35 to one. That's just a terrible number. You have to give me like 60 to one for the Cardinals. Who's your value pick in the NFC, Sully? I like Saints 40 to one. I, I, actually, I was going to say Saints 40 to one first, too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another. Vikings at 40 to one count as well. Uh, but go ahead and give your argument for the Saints. For me, it's just you have questions about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they're going to do. And if all of a sudden they take a step back, that division is ripe for the picking. And Jameis Winston was throwing to guys like Marquez Calloway last year before he got hurt and was playing well, leading him to a five and two record as the starter. And now he's going to get back. Obviously Michael Thomas, they draft Chris Olave. They have Jarvis Landry. There's weapons there that can actually scare opposing defenses. And if all of a sudden he's able to be healthy and has obviously Alvin Kamara in the backfield too, that's a formidable offense that always plays the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tough as well. And if their defense continues to play great, you know, that, again, that's just another feather in their cap. And I actually like too that they basically have the same continuity in terms of the head coaching staff. It's not like they're going, it's similar to the Bucs, but it's not like they're completely reshaping things when in the absence of, of Sean Payton. They're basically just ascending what was already there, the previous the previous regime. So it's not like they're relearning this entire new system or anything along those lines. It's just let's get everybody healthy and let's hone in on what we can do. And again, you're you're playing at a, a not a premier schedule either. No, I think I think that's a uh, the Saints is a good pick forty to one makes a lot of sense. The Vikings at forty to one, not a crazy pick either. First year head coach is concerning, but you have. The pieces there where it could be an explosive, explosive offense, no longer held back by Mike Zimmer. You have a ton of players on defense that could work out. Um, 
I guess it's a bad way to phrase it, but it's like, I don't know if I trust the defense without Mike Zimmer as much, but because of all the players that are on there, if for some reason it all clicks, that defense can be really good. You have a division where, yeah, you know, you got the, the Packers, of course, and the Lions are the team of the rise, but, you know, like it wouldn't be crazy if Minnesota won the division. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, other options down here. Like I have no interest in the Giants. I'm not, not getting fooled by the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers and the Lions would probably be the other, like, if I was Lions, thinking of really, really the really other one shot. for me. What's like, that? Lions for me would be the other one. Yeah, 125 to 1. But I mean, again, like, is that Lions team really going to just go win this Super Bowl? No. I don't think so. Right. Like, I would rather bet on the Lions to make the playoffs or maybe win the division. 9 to 1 to win the division, even that great, though. No. Not really. It, it's more, it's just from what you saw last year. They were so competitive in these games that that against the spread record was was so good. And it was so fun to bet on last year that you're like, all right, there needs to be some sort of swing in their favor in terms of the actual record. And if that comes anywhere close to how close it was last year, then maybe maybe you start piling up more wins than you should. But again, I, I, I think the Lions used to bet them to make season. the playoffs. You bet them to go over the win total. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, exactly what you like, think. If you love the Lions, I mean, sprinkle, you know, 10 bucks on them to win the Super Bowl. But I mean, it's you can't invest a huge amount in them to win the Super Bowl, to win the NFC, or to even win the division. Like, nine to one is just not that good a bet. Like, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I also just have a hard time believing that Jared Goff's going to beat out some combination of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And you know who Prescott or Stafford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Stafford or, yeah. Still. I mean, like, yeah, he's just gonna run the table against these elite de- defenses, elite. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. So and the other thing too is um like the Lions were in it because they try hard, but they weren't good. I mean, they weren't good. Like they, you know, I mean, like they they tried hard and they gave a lot of effort, but like it's not like they were like a, a team where it's like, oh, maybe next year everything will just click together and they'll just you know be ripping teams apart. Like they just they've they fought hard. They had, you know, they had, I'm not saying they were bad. I mean, they just didn't, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't like, it wasn't like a they were good, scrappy. great team with bad luck. They were scrappy with like hustle. I mean, yeah. with bad luck. <laughs> um, all right. Anything that we missed in terms of Super Bowl futures that we need to touch on? I'm hitting so. all the ones I like. All right. Yeah. We got all the ones we like. We like the Eagles a lot. Yeah. I want Eagles Ravens Super Bowl. I'll Ooh, battle the birds. Yeah, I'll be rich. A bird Super Bowl. Bird heavy Super Bowl, and I will make some cash off of that matchup. All right. Sully, as always, thanks for jumping on. Great stuff. You never felt a liver. Not are you jumping in to say something? Are you, are you saying something? <laughs> Sorry, I said not as interesting. Anyway, for Sully, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 